I got WWE's eyes on me. I made it happen. They didn't come looking for me. I said, hey, I'm right here. Welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and I have been burning the proverbial candle at both ends. I am not well-rested. I am not feeling happy. I am not in a good mood. I'm basically the guy you know and love on Monday Night Raw. So, to keep me reined in, to keep me on the straight and narrow, uh, I have enlisted my favorite Irishman, Mr. Kevin Patrick. KP, how are you feeling this morning? I'm doing okay. I'm recovering after that insult you threw my way and the situation that you threw my way. Bailey's taken to social media to absolutely hammer me, blaming me for the the technical difficulties, the fact that she didn't even have a chair when she tried to join us on commentary. And then you went out of your way to not only say that Home Alone wasn't a Christmas movie, but you went and you said, look what you did, you little jerk. So I suppose I'm doing okay. All things considered, I'm recovering gravy. I thought you were recovering from what we did after the show, after Monday Night Raw went off the air. But I digress. As to not incriminate incriminate you or me, we shall move on. Let's keep this thing barreling down the road. We've got Grayson Waller fresh off of a huge victory at NXT deadline. He'll be joining us in a little bit. I'm very, very curious. I got a lot of questions for this guy. I'm a big fan of Grayson Waller, what he does on television, but I don't know him. So this is going to be a learning opportunity for all of us involved. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hey, while you mention NXT, can we start there? Can we start with Deadline from this past Saturday, which I thought was an absolutely brilliant show. And during the show, you texted Alex Metz, our producer, and me. Let me read out the text here. You said, we need capital letters to discuss that NXT tag match on the podcast. That is what pro wrestling should be. The New Day becoming triple crown champions. They're now NXT tag team champions. They get the victory over pretty deadly. And that match impressed you in every way. Why? Wow. 
Why not? Uh, there, there's so much to get to. I, I can't wait to dive into this tag team match, and I want to get into the Iron Survivor because we were sort of discussing it last week, what it was going to look like, how it was going to play out. But my biggest takeaway from Saturday Night at Deadline was the NXT Tag Team Championship match, not only because it involved the New Day, who we discuss all the time on here, are constantly in the conversation as perhaps the greatest tag team of all time. I picked the Usos, but I, necessar- I, I wouldn't necessarily argue anybody who said, no, the New Day are the greatest tag team in WWE history. I understand why. They certainly made a, a more solid case for themselves Saturday night. But let's take the championships out of the picture. Let's take away the fact that New Day are quote-unquote main roster talent that they're established on Raw and SmackDown. And we, we've known what the New Day are all about for years now. My takeaway was the chemistry between both teams because you had a perfect storm. You and I have been talking a lot lately about how we haven't had an overabundance of star makers in WWE due to injury, due to circumstances beyond a lot of people's control. The New Day thrive in that role. The New Day are in a position to make new tag teams. That said, the team that needs to be made, so to speak, has to be at the top of their game. They have to be ready. They have to be on and worthy to make themselves the stars while you're in the ring with the star maker. And that's exactly what Pretty Deadly did to me. I was not overly familiar. I'd seen some of their stuff in the past. I I watch NXT to the best of my ability each and every week, but, you know, life happens. Life gets in the way. There's only 24 usable hours in every day. Uh, But everything about that matchup to me, when I sent that text, was what I love, and I use the terms pro wrestling, which this is where I'm going to differentiate. To me, what we saw in that matchup was not pro wrestling. That was sports entertainment. That is what WWE has done for decades that is going to set us apart from your favorite independent promotion or XYZ wrestling promotion who has great matches and great athletes. The world is is littered with fantastic athletes. But what Pretty Deadly and New Day did to me, what was made me feel, I was entertained. The fact that New Day went out there and did what New Day does night after night after night and have done for years, which is why they are in the, in the upper echelon of great tag teams. But Pretty Deadly were ready for the task and you had this beautiful clash of personalities and New Day did their thing, but Pretty Deadly did their thing. You had four characters in the ring and they were divided by team, but you had four characters that you are now invested in. I challenge anybody to watch Pretty Deadly make their entrance and not at least have their interest peaked. Who are these guys? They look like they're from outer space. They are characters. They, they don't, you don't see guys like them walking down the street. And again, New Day, they, they've put in the work. They're, they're made men. So for Pretty Deadly to capture my attention from the opening entrance and then go out there and have an incredible match that was technically as sound as can be, all of the work was very solid. It was very clean. It was very good. But the contrast in the characters was what stood out to me. At one point, when all four men were down after they all attempted the infamous Eddie Guerrero title spot, I laughed out loud on my couch. I was sitting next to my wife and you know how it is when you're sitting at home, you don't necessarily emote vocally. You might giggle to yourself, but I was sitting at home and I actually laughed. I was so entertained. It was just to me, what is beautiful about this business that it, let's say you're not familiar with new day. Let's say you don't know pretty deadly from Adam within a few minutes, you knew who both teams were. You knew who all four superstars were. You knew what the story was. You knew you, you felt some way 
You may have wanted to watch Pretty Deadly fall on their face. Good. That's their job. You may have wanted New Day to win because you can't stand these other guys. Great. You may have just been captivated by Pretty Deadly like I was going, man, these guys are hanging with the New Day. Man, I feel like I've had this conversation since Saturday three or four times with three or four different people. So I'm sure I'm leaving a lot out that I was feeling in the moment. But man, hats off to all four of those guys. And and what made it so special to me and made it obvious was it wasn't that the fans in the house, in the arena, were just reacting because it was New Day. We've seen that in the past. We have a main roster superstar go back to NXT and, and the fans are just happy to see them, right? It's it's a homecoming all the time because a lot of the, everyone's favorite has gone through NXT and moved on, moved up. So it's it's a feel-good vibe in the arena when a, a main roster talent comes back. But usually, not every time, but usually the emotional investment is lacking for whoever is standing across the ring from the main roster superstar. People are just excited that Kevin Owens is in NXT again or... Dolph Ziggler is back in the house. What we saw with New Day and Pretty Deadly where people were invested in both teams. And that's a testament to the talent of Pretty Deadly. And I tweeted it out. I want them on Monday Night Raw. I stand by this. I mean, these guys to me stood out amongst the crowd on a great night of NXT deadline, which I learned a lot about a lot of characters. But my biggest takeaway, I, I was grinning from ear to ear watching the New Day and Pretty Deadly do what they did. You know what? From a grizzled Corey Graves who hasn't had any sleep to talk for that amount of time about these young guys called Pretty Deadly. I think that is the ultimate compliment. Well done to the fellas Pretty Deadly because they were outstanding. Even on NXT on Tuesday night, I I don't know if you had a chance to see the the moment where Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs earned a title opportunity and they had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. allegiance. (laughs) It was absurd, but it made me smile. And Pretty Deadly's reaction was so perfect. And it seemed so... I'm not a big fan of comedy in wrestling, right? That's not, that's never been my, my cup of coffee, my, my favorite flavor of ice cream. But what these guys are doing is just working. And when it's good, it's just good. I'm excited to see where New Day takes this reign as NXT tag champs. Maybe they're going to do it for a while. Maybe they're going to hang out because look, with everything that Kofi and Woods have both accomplished in their careers, it is invaluable to every man and woman in the NXT system to have those guys around to be able to learn from, to be able to pick their brains. Woods went through NXT in its original iteration. I've wrestled Xavier Woods to this day probably as much as anybody on earth in this business. I've wrestled Woods constantly. So when he spoke about it on Tuesday night, about how it felt like it was a full circle moment, there's reality to that. But having the New Day in NXT is fresh, it's exciting, and it adds more accolades to their already Hall of Fame resume. You know what, Xavier Woods in a digital exclusive had a real rant about the fact that when he, he, he said he helped build this thing, uh, you know, whether it's the performance center or the beginning of NXT, he said, I was there from the beginning. There's not a poster of me around this place. It's posters of everyone else. And he had, there used to be posters of all of us, yeah. myself included. Take it We've down. all been voted off the island. The savior of misbehavior, done. No more posters of Corey Graves. But Xavier Woods said to come back and to, to achieve this now. I mean, we've seen the Street Profits were NXT Tag Team Champions. They go up to the main roster, so to speak, and they win the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Raw Tag Team Champions. But for New Day to go back and bring their experience, bring their flair, bring everything they have to the table, and for Pretty Deadly to step up in the way that they did, you're absolutely spot on. It was back-to-back nights of USA Chance, by the way, on WWE television. Monday Night Raw, 
we have the tributes uh, to the troops, which is Saturday afternoon on Fox, by the way. We should give a shout out to that marvelous show each and every year, 20th anniversary, coming your way Saturday on Fox. And then, of course, the USA chance after Briggs and Jensen get their title opportunity now coming up on NXT. Hey, speaking of Iron Survivor Challenge, your thoughts? Okay, let's let's get into the Iron Survivor Challenge. I, I, you and I discussed last week on ATB and both sort of agreed that we had to let it play out. We had to see it because it was daunting. Even seeing the rules flash on the screen while I was watching Deadline, I was like, man, that's a lot of information to digest and keep in your mind as you watch this match unfold. But to my surprise and to the credit of everybody involved, I was pleasantly blown away by both the men and women's Iron Survivor matches. They were different. And where I think they really succeeded was it had a very War Games vibe to it in structure. But what you and I discussed was how War Games sort of never really hits its full stride until all the competitors are in the ring, right? You have to wait until that 10th member is in before there's any jeopardy or ability to end the match. Iron Survivor had that same sort of skeleton, but the fact was you had superstars hitting their finishing moves. You had exciting action and false finishes and and drama sprinkled in from the very opening bell. And then you would add a superstar. And then I really, I didn't think I was going to like it, but the, the anxiety it produced as the clock progressed and it, the clock would wind down. I found myself getting nervous, sweating, wondering, oh, what are they going to do? Somebody's going to have to hit something spectacular. I'm waiting for some fireworks or truth be told, I, I swear on my life, this happened. I was watching the men's Iron Survivor match and I was just thinking out loud to my wife. I said, if I was in one of these matches, I would get one fall and I would run away and I would make everybody chase me. And we just laughed because I still think like a villain, right? As a, that's, that's how I'm wired. I've been in this business primarily as a bad guy for most of my life. So that's how I think. Never in a million years did I expect Grayson Waller to actually employ that strategy <laughs> and win the entire thing about 15 minutes well, later. He got three falls. I'm excited to talk to Grayson in a little bit, man. He, he had a hell of a night. He's been on a great run lately. Uh, but, but I thought the Iron Survivor matches could have been disastrous. It, it could have gone either way with a stiff enough breeze. And luckily, it fell in the direction of excellence. I was excited. I'm excited to see where it goes, how it evolves. Uh, and I, I would imagine we're going to see more of it in the future. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a sucker for a clock and I'm a sucker for that urgency. You know, whether it's American Ninja Warrior or my, my kids watching Floor is Lava. I mean, seriously, you, you add a clock to anything and you make sure that someone has to achieve something by a certain time. I like that. And then you add WWE superstars to the mix and you get as many falls as you can. Oh no, your points could be docked. You know, if you get pinned or submitted or disqualified, I just loved the urgency. And then when Grayson hit the, the third and he knew he was in a commanding position to, to pull out the Corey Graves, like you say, and, and avoid all danger. Oh, we're going to name it after me now. Yes. I, I, I had a, I had a theory. I see it. I wish more people would give me credit. That's why I like you so much, KP. <laughs> But then Roxanne Perez goes and wins on the women's side. And not only did she do that, Graves, she followed it up on Tuesday night on NXT, becoming the NXT champion. Uh, fair play to her. Mandy Rose has been so dominant for so long. And there's something special about 21-year-old Roxanne Perez. There's something, for me, incredibly likable about her. When she's on the screen, I, 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 I'm, I'm in love with Roxanne Perez and all that she brings. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, I, and I would say I bought in to Roxanne Perez Saturday night. I had seen Roxanne. I, I, she's been impressive. She's had some great matches on NXT. 
but I think she really began to shine Saturday night and by Tuesday reached final form, so to speak. You know, I like to use that phrase. Roxanne, to me, brings forth sort of similar vibes to the early days of Bailey. When Bailey was the most beloved superstar in NXT, but Bailey always had that sort of childlike characteristic to her, where she was sort of uh, arrested development. She was an overgrown kid. Roxanne, to me, seems like a slightly more mature version of that Bailey. Whereas you, you look at Roxanne and she just exudes this energy. She's she's kind of bubbly. She's very likable, always smiling. I hate to use the term cookie cutter because she's not cookie cutter, but if you were to design a likable, good guy wrestling character from the ground up, I think it would look like Roxanne Perez in 2022. She's wildly talented. She's charismatic. She can go. Let's not lose sight of the fact she is really, really good in the ring watching her move. I'm very, very impressed with what I've seen from Roxanne Perez. Trained by Booker T, I believe. Exactly. That's where I was getting. And what really stood out to me and was the icing on the cake to me was hearing Booker T's reaction Saturday night. And again on Tuesday, because if Booker T believes in you, you've gotten to know Booker pretty well over the past few years. Booker doesn't sugarcoat anything. Booker has been given credit for things that he's taken the credit away from himself because he's going, nope, I I had nothing to do with that. Booker is a straight shooter, as straight of a shooter as you're going to get in this business. So to see the genuine raw emotion from a Hall of Famer who, who has done everything there is to do in this game and Booker get lost and be a fan like you and I get to talk about all the time, that was what really solidified that not only was Roxanne the right choice, it was a perfect storm and the perfect time. And I think it's an exciting direction for NXT's women's division. Yeah, there, uh, you know, I texted you about it as well. I thought Vic Joseph and Booker T on Saturday night were outstanding. Fantastic. Uh, and Vic Vic has an incredible ability to manage Booker and to get the best out of Booker T. And that's not an easy thing to do for anyone that's never broadcasted in their life. Your job as a host in many ways is to try and get the best out of your partner. And I think Booker T's... Uh, Booker T was just genius for me on Saturday night and Vic was outstanding. So credit to the guys because they were calling a match that had never been done before. And, you know, I I guess you'll attest to this. Like, that can't be easy, right? You don't know how it's going to play out, but they really added to the drama. I thought they were outstanding. Yeah, hats off to those guys. It was was a really, really fun night of sports entertainment, NXT deadline. And again, following up Tuesday, keeping the momentum rolling, brand new NXT women's champion. While we're talking women's championships, KP, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the WWE women's tag team championships, which will be up for grabs tonight on Friday Night SmackDown as the champs Dakota Kai, EO Sky defend against Tegan Knox and Liv Morgan. A star-studded affair tonight on SmackDown. Yeah, when you made the comparison with Roxanne Perez and Bailey, I actually thought you were going to go to Liv Morgan. That's where I thought you were going to go with that. And the, the wave of momentum, that infectious enthusiasm that Roxanne Perez has, I thought you were going to go to Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan needs a victory here. You know, Liv yes. Morgan is teaming up with Tegan Knox, who's only been back, I'll use a Corey Graves phrase, for a cup of coffee. Uh, and she's the poor thing, has been suffered. Like, peppered with injuries throughout her career. And she's she she is back on Friday Night SmackDown and looking powerful alongside Liv Morgan. And now they get this opportunity. What a chance it is against EO and Dakota. EO was in a banger of a match uh, on Monday Night Raw there against Candice LeRae. So let's see what sort of shape she's in. But you'd have to think the damage control are favorites coming in here, given their chemistry, given that what we've seen from EO and Dakota. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. You've got to make sure, you've, you've got to look at the champs as the likely favorites in this one. But to your point, Liv Morgan does desperately need a big time win. She was SmackDown Women's Champion just a few months ago. 
and and how quickly the cookie crumbles where Liv has sort of been on this downward spiral. I fully believe she can turn it around, but I also feel like if she doesn't turn it around soon, Liv is in danger of losing everything that she's worked to build for the past year or so. Not That's not to discredit her career. I mean, obviously, Liv's going to be a star, for, I believe, for years to come. But the recent momentum culminating with the SmackDown Women's Championship and being looked at by the WWE Universe as a credible, top-tier women's competitor. And, and I think if Liv fails a few more times in succession, people are going to start to go, oh, well, maybe she was a, a flash in the pan. Her championship reign was a flash in the pan. Not my words, just speculation. And for Tegan Knox, to your point, Tegan really doesn't have anything in her WWE tenure to hang her hat on. And I don't mean that as a shot. To your point, she's been riddled with injuries. She's got the worst luck of pretty much anybody I've ever known in the business as far as getting injured, coming back, feeling great, inspired, ready to take on the world. Oh, here comes another one. She gets, you know, loses her job and now she's back in the fold. But you're not going to get many chances and you only get one chance to make that first impression, which is what it's going to be on SmackDown for Tegan Knox. Yes, we've seen her before. No, this is not the first time she's competed on SmackDown. But Tegan never really had that chance to solidify herself. And I think it's equally important for Liv and Tegan, if they can't become champions tonight, to both go out and put on the proverbial hell of a match and have a really strong showing of themselves. Yeah, we talked to, with Ricochet last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, folks, go and listen back to the story of Ricochet. Wonderful fella and brilliant story. But we talked about his gravity-defying ways. And the same stands for EO Sky. When EO's on my television... I want to watch. So I'm really looking forward to that match. But on Friday night, I think the headline may be that the Tribal Chief returns to Chicago on Friday night, SmackDown tonight. I'm going to stop you only to correct you. I agree with you, but that is one of the headlines Correct. for Friday night, SmackDown. We've got the women's tag titles on the line, the Intercontinental Championship on the line. Ricochet, as you just mentioned. You're right. You're right. Who won the World Cup, earned the opportunity. He'll challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental title. And then, oh yeah, by the way, the Tribal Chief's coming to town. What do you make of what Sami Zayn is doing right now with the bloodline? You called him the solo whisperer on Monday, which I thought was genius. I can't wait to see if Roman Reigns addresses that tonight because Sami has, has been a leader. You know, he's, he's been guiding solo. He, he took him out of harm's way, not once but twice on Monday. What have you made of that? Listen, when it comes to the bloodline, I think the beauty to me is that I don't have to speculate. It is maybe the lone story in WWE that has continued to grow and evolve for years plus now, but it is, it's hit such a stride that I don't need to speculate. I just let it play out. It's been so good, so entertaining, so compelling that I'm not going, oh, okay, well, yeah, Sammy's definitely going to turn, and then Sammy's going to do this to Jay. I'm beyond that. And I understand why fans do it. I, I do it from time to time. You, it's part of the fun. You try to sp speculate and guess what happens next. That's one of the reasons a lot of us watch. The Bloodline are the exception to me right now, where I just, I hear the music, and I go, this is going to be good. Whether it's Sammy, whether it's Solo, whether it's the Usos, when, when the Tribal Chief's in town, it's must-see television. I am such a fan and so enamored with every aspect of the bloodline that I, I don't dare speculate anymore. I'm just kind of letting them feed it to me. I'm enjoying it at the pace that Roman Reigns so decides I should enjoy it. I totally agree. And, and you made me actually think of the 30th. Coming up soon, December 30th, Tampa, SmackDown, John Cena returning as well. It, I thought it, you'd exact, never bring it up. Exact same way. When, it, when, he, when that music hits... 
I'm just like, all right, everyone else out of the room. I want to enjoy this one. You excited for that? No doubt about it. Anytime Cena does anything these days, I'm excited about it. I, I can't wait to see what the GOAT, from my perspective, brings to the table on Friday Night SmackDown in Tampa. Not going to want to miss that. But as excited as I am to see what John Cena has in store for us on the 30th, as excited as I am to find out what Roman Reigns has in store for Sami Zayn and the entire WWE Universe tonight, I am just as excited for our guest because he is joining us for the very first time, a man who emerged victorious from the first ever men's Iron Survivor match this Saturday at NXT Deadline. The new number one contender to Braun Breaker's NXT Championship. He is Grayson Waller. Grayson, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to hang out here on ATB. Congratulations on a massive, massive victory at NXT Deadline. I want you to start off by walking us through the last few days of life in Grayson Waller's world. Well, first of all, you're welcome, Corey. I told you, anything for you, anything you need, I can do that for you, Kevin. I don't, I'm not even really sure who you are yet, to be honest. You know, I'm mostly talking to Corey, but that's okay. But this has been like the best week of my life. Like, honestly, it took 20 like, seconds. It took 20 seconds. Yeah, that's okay. You'll get used to it, mate. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> no, no one thought I was going to win at deadline, which was like the best thing ever. Like, I rarely like read internet comments, but like I purposely did for this show to see how many people said mellow and mellow and mellow and then JD a few times. And then I went and did it. And like, as good as winning is, having. Other people disappointed is almost more fun. So just seeing like how <laughs> sad people were that Melo didn't win or JD didn't win or whoever else has just has just made me very, very happy. And now now I get to disappoint them more when I beat Braun Breaker. Well, since since the rebrand of NXT to NXT 2.0 to what it has evolved into in this day and age, you've been one of the faces that has sort of been heavily featured as part of NXT 2.0. But would you say now after deadline, did you feel like you've grown into that role? Like now you are ready to really be, be one of the driving forces behind the brand? Or is that something that you felt for a while? I think from day one I was, but I just hadn't given the platform or the opportunity yet. I think other people were given that straight away because they needed it. And I, I, I took that opportunity. And I think, you know, in wrestling, a lot of people like to talk about four pillars, right? You always hear about four pillars, you know, who built the company. When it comes to 2.0, I think I'm 100% one of those four pillars. You know, I think it's me, it's Mello, it's Mandy, and then right at the end is Bron Breaker, and it's a little bit shaky, like it's barely standing up, and if that pillar breaks, the other three are just as strong. But I think those who know, know I ran this brand for a long time, and I've been doing it all year. And I think deadline was the time that everyone else was like, oh, wow, maybe he's right. Maybe everything he's saying is true. But it's been happening since day one. I've been doing it since I was wrestling AJ Styles. I was doing it show after show after show. I was the guy on the show. But people didn't want to believe it because I'm so honest, because I'm so arrogant. They don't, they don't want to believe it. And now they don't really have a choice. Well, a lot of times people are buying into the one wearing the championship, you know, and, and it hasn't happened for you yet. This is the opportunity, though. You go and you win Iron Survivor Challenge. You said in an exclusive, you said every poster, every action figure is Braun Breaker. I should be the face of this brand are you excited at the prospect of being nxt champion see i think i have so much talent that i don't need a championship if i wanted to wrestle for the nxt championship i think i could have done it already but i didn't need to my face is everywhere and i've never been a champion here i've got a talk show i'm on raw i'm hanging out with reality stars i'm literally all over the place and i've never held a championship so i don't necessarily agree that you have to have a championship to be someone but now i'm at a stage where i want it because I want to take it from Braun. As much as I want to be the champion to cement my legacy and show people who are who I am, I want to take the championship from him because I'm, 
I'm bored of Bron Breaker. I'm so sick of seeing it. Every advertisement is Bron Breaker. Every time there's a poster, there's his giant dog head right in the middle of it. And it's like, I'm the star around here. Bron is an incredible wrestler. I'll be straight up with you. He is big, he is strong, and the fact that he is faster than me when he's that size is like wild. Like he's a super athlete, but I'm a superstar. And that's the differentiation between us two. And I think we're going back on the road soon. You know, we're doing that show in Charlotte in February, Vengeance Day. We need someone who's going to lead this brand into the future. And that's that's Grayson Waller. It's not from Breaker. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Ready PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So it's obvious, Grayson, you you possess no shortage of confidence in yourself and your abilities, and understandably so. Walk us through the the journey to arriving in WWE. I've got a lot of questions. To your point, you're, I see your face a lot. I see Grayson Waller popping up on social media. A lot of it are, you know, anytime I'm watching NXT, Grayson Waller, I, I've talked about you ad nauseum on this show. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. How did you get here? How did the Grayson Waller effect come to be in WWE? Well, you're right about that. As you said, then you're seeing my tweets and things like that is I'm making this happen. I'm going out and, and, and making these things happen for myself because I'm not supposed to be the guy. I'm not supposed to be the guy wrestling Bron Breaker. I'm not second generation. I didn't have a huge indie name. I was the biggest guy in Australia, but like the Australian indie scene hasn't really translated over to here as much as it should. I didn't finish seventh in shot put in college. So like I'm not the kind of guy that NXT wants. So when I got here, I wasn't supposed to be a person. I was just another guy that maybe will give him a chance, but I, I knew how talented I was. On the Australian independence, I made my name by doing everything I could to make people talk about me. I went on Australian Survivor. I did that because I wanted people to know who I was. So I went on a reality show. I talked more trash than anyone ever has. I went out and did everything it takes, and now people are talking about me, and I got WWE's eyes on me. I made it happen. They didn't come looking for me. I said, hey, I'm right here, and I took that opportunity so that when I came here, no one knew who I was, and people at the Performance Center thought I was a reality guy. They didn't even know that I'd wrestled before. I think a lot of people still don't know that I wrestled before I came here. I, there's actually a question I was going to ask you because I was I wasn't familiar if you had in ring experience prior. I I knew you and was I think the first time I had ever seen you on television, you were presented as Australian reality TV star. I saw maybe something on on the, the internet. And I was like, oh, hey, it wouldn't have been the first time we've signed somebody without wrestling experience. But you do, in fact, have that. I, I did not know that. 
you know, I didn't need to rest on that. That didn't need to be who I am. I think there's so many people come here and they're like, hey, I'm an indie guy. I did the indies. Congrats, lad. There's like thousands of indie wrestlers. No one is impressed by someone coming in and going, I did the independence, you know? And if you saw, unfortunately, the Australian scene has some incredible talent. Look at Rhea Ripley. You know, that's someone that I, I met on the independence. We have incredible talent who could take over any company they're part of, but we don't have the eyes on it because we're so far away. So it's a thing where if you want people in America or the UK or Japan to notice you, you have to do something else. You have to find a way. And I think that's why I'm so good at what I do is I found a way to make sure people were paying attention to me. And I went down the reality route because I wanted to be someone different. I didn't want to be the guy who was like, I did the indies for 15 years. Like I deserve an opportunity because that's not how it works anymore. If you see the PC, you have people coming in who are supreme athletes who walk in day one and are more athletic than anyone I've ever seen in an indie training school. It's wild. It is like an insane place to be here. So you need to find a way to differentiate yourself. And that's what I did. But I was on the indies for five years and I loved it. I had a full-time job at the same time because there is absolutely no money in the Australian scene. You can't be a full-time wrestler. So I think that shows how much I love this too. Because I I did this for fun basically and was hoping maybe, hey, one day I'm going to make this happen. So I think that shows that wrestling is in my blood. Kevin Patrick, you are grinning ear to ear because I see you looking through the screen at me grinning from ear to ear because it's as though Grayson Waller and I are on the same mental wavelength because how many times on this very show have I said, being a guy who just loves wrestling is not a character trait. Correct. (laughs) You have to have something about you that makes people feel some kind of way about you. Good or bad, they feel something. I notice it from the live audience in NXT. Grayson Waller gets a reaction each and every time you show your face. I notice it online. You are not afraid of, to use the inside jargon, you're not afraid of the heat. That comes with being a top level. Baron Corbin is one of those guys. And another name I'm going to draw the comparison to, and I'm sure you're probably tired of hearing it, but I mean it from the, the best way I possibly could phrase it. You have a lot of similarities to a certain A-lister that we watch on Monday Night Raw. And as, as much, does that make you crazy, Grayson? Or, or are you sick of the Miz comparisons? Or is that something you strive for? When, when I did the Grayson Waller effect with Apollo Crews and he said oh, I was a Miz ripoff or whatever terrible thing he tried to say that the, the NXT audience thought was funny, I laughed because I was like, how is being compared to the Miz a bad thing? Thank you. How is being compared to the Miz the bad thing? He may have been at WrestleMania. He's on... Raw every single week. He steals the show. He's always doing something. He's doing media appearances. Everyone knows who The Miz is. He has a reality show. Why would I take offense at someone saying I'm The Miz? If I'm The Miz, hell yeah. That's awesome for me. That means my career's going real well, lad. And I have all the respect in the world for him, you know. I watched him on The Real World, and now we have, like, similar friends. Uh, Mark Long and there's a few other guys in the challenge that I'm friends with, too. So I hope people keep calling me The Miz. That's great. Let me ask you this follow-up, because I agree with you. Every word you just said, how does Grayson Waller separate himself from being just another Miz? The one thing about the Miz is I think at the end of the day, I think people know the Miz is is a good guy too. You know, he's doing all these media appearances. Like, he's obviously who he is, but he's a good guy too. I'm not. I don't care if anyone likes me. I don't want anyone to like me, lad. I never go in a room. I'm in this PC right now. No one can stand me. The coaches can't stand me, the talent, but I don't care because I'm not here for that. I didn't leave my family and friends back home to come here and make friends. I came here to be a superstar and I'm going to do whatever it takes and I'm going to say whatever it takes. And I think that differentiates me. You see these things I'm saying online, no one will say it, but I'm at least real. I'm at least honest. I would rather be like a real fake nice guy. And I say that all the time. I am who I am. 
So I think there's comparisons, but also in the ring, like no one can touch me. Like I know there's a lot of super athletes here who played volleyball, did gymnastics three times in college, but like I can do anything in that ring and you never know what you're going to see from me. You know, everyone knows the stunner. What a move, but no one hits the stunner like Grayson Waller. Macho man elbow, what an elbow, but Macho never hit that elbow drop like I do. He's not putting his hands between the legs. Like I'm a full-on showman. So as much as people compare me to The Miz, I'm Grayson Waller. I'm the first Grayson Waller and there is no one who can do what I do. Grayson, I would have hated you in school. Yeah, you would have, because I would have picked on you too. Look at you, lad. You would have got invited to no party. <laughs> we would, no, we would have gotten in a fight. It may not have gone well for me. Of course you would have hated me. I would have taken your girl too, lad. No. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's, I had no girls. I had no girls back you know then, true, man. I'm the guy. Got invited <laughs> to the parties. I was popular. Everyone loved me. You were sitting in the corner listening to Linkin Park, probably watching some wrestling videos, thinking you were cool. <laughs> No wonder you thought, yeah, and you probably hate me now too. I know you're smiling, lad, but I'll probably get a DM from you later going, hey, man, this is my show. Don't do that. Come on. Come on, Kev. Stay away from Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Using Linkin Park as a pejorative Lincoln was Park. brilliant. Yeah, because you can see him crying in the corner, can't you? You can see him rocking in the corner going, oh, we told Grayson Waller. Yeah, everyone does. First Bailey, no, no Grayson Waller. What a shocking week for me so yeah, far. Yeah, what a week it's been for you, where did this? Where did this come from? Were you abandoned as a child? or like, Where did this attitude come from? It's the complete opposite. My life is great. I have nothing to complain about. I don't have that story where I was like, oh, I had to sleep in a car. I had to eat cans of tuna. No, my life, I had a great family life. I lived in Australia. I was down the beach. I got good friends. I've made out with really hot girls. Like, everything's gone well for me. That's why I have this attitude because everything's good and I just want to tell people. Grayson, if you had to look uh, at the incredible amount of talent you're surrounded by on a regular basis in the Performance Center, particularly from the coaching staff, who have been some of your biggest influences in evolving into the superstar you've come today? You know, it's, it, it's a weird thing because I think early on, you know, the coaches gravitate a lot of times to people that have, you know, they're going to work with everyone. That's their job. But, you know, a guy like Bron Breaker works, walks in, everyone wants to work with Bron Breaker, you know. That's Steiner's son. Oh, here, here, Bron, how are you? And it's like, I'll just sit in the corner and go, I'll wait, I'll wait. Because now all the coaches want to work with me because they want to say that they put their fingers on me. But Fit Finley is the man. Legit right now, if Fit Finley got in a ring, he could kick anyone's ass. Like, it is ridiculous. Agreed. <laughs> Fit is terrifying. But I think what Fit has given me is he's, he's tried to help me find that dog in me because he knows I'm a showman. He knows I like to have fun. But if I want to go to the top, I, 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 need to, I need to hurt people. I need to hit people hard. You need to get ugly. And no one hits people harder than Fit Finley. So he's the kind of guy who I go to and I'm like, he helps me find my mean streak. Because if you've ever worked with Fit in any capacity, he hits you, you feel it, and you go down like... That guy's a different breed. So I got a lot of time for Fit Finley. And then obviously we got Sean. I think a lot of people at PC are fans. They're not wrestlers or entertainers. They're fans. And you see them fanboy over Sean. Like, you know, they, they win the title and they do the, the HBK pose and all that kind of stuff. It, it kind of makes me sick um, in a lot of ways. But like me and Sean have a really good relationship too because he knows I'm going to be real with him. And when I ask him a question, it's an actual question. It's not like, what was it like when you, you did the zipline at WrestleMania 12? That was so cool. I'm not going to ask him that question because I'm not a fan. You know, my name's Grayson Waller, not Mark Waller. I, I knew him. He was an English guy. <laughs> I go to Sean and he gives me incredible advice. You know, Sean's done it all. I think Sean is the greatest wrestler of all time. So, and, and he did it in multiple ways. He was a showman. But he was a wrestler. He could back it up. Sean was the total package. He could legit do it all. So having Sean around here is, is a blessing. And if you get past that thing where you act like a fan to him and you actually talk to him like a man, I don't think there's a, a better guy to direct you. Speaking of showman, 
you got to play Ric Flair Woo! in Young Rock. What was it like for you playing Ric Flair, of all people, on this brilliant show you can see on Peacock? It's very funny because maybe three years before, I did like a, there's a thing in Australia, we, like we do like a pub crawl for people's birthdays, that kind of thing. We did a wrestling one and I dressed up as Ric Flair because I was a fan back then, not anymore. Um, but it was funny, three years later, exactly the same, you know, when I was in the in the the dressing room and they brought in the robe and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was cool because Flair's the man. Like, that dude, you know, has done so much and, like, I guess he's a, he's a little bit of a hero of mine, like, just a wild man, likes to have fun, all those type of things. So getting to play him, I, I had to wrestle Rocky Johnson, which I don't remember that match ever happening, but I think there's maybe some creative liberties being taken with that script. But uh, And Rocky Johnson won, <laughs> so I don't know how I feel about that either. I don't know if that happened. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. You know, that's that's wrestling 101. But I, I, I could see it in your eyes, the admiration you have for Ric Flair. But Rick himself is the first to tell you he's never played a character a day in his life. Ric Flair wakes up in the morning as Ric Flair and goes to bed as Ric Flair. He is the nature boy every waking moment of his life. Sounds to me like that's sort of a, a, a goal of yours, Grayson, or something you're working toward where you are the genuine article all the time. Is that something that you you keep consciously or has it become second nature to where you don't think about it, you just are? I think anyone who's met me knows who I am and, and I am myself and people don't like that and I'm okay with that, you know. I think there's so many fake people in wrestling. There is so much fakeness. Like at the PC on NXT, there's so much fake. Like you've got to see what, like when Apollo Crews comes in and everyone runs up and goes, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. Half these people have never watched wrestling before. They don't know who Apollo Crews is, but they saw other people shaking hands and they want to go do it. And you got guys like Bron. Bron's out there, the champ, and he's going, oh, Tommaso, do you have any advice? Like, it's so fake. It's so fake because I know that's not what he thinks. So at least when I got to Tommaso and I have a conversation, it's a real conversation, and maybe Tommaso doesn't like me afterwards. Apollo Crews doesn't like me because of the things I've said, but at least I'm real. At least they know who I am. I would rather that than all this fake stuff, people shaking hands, kissing babies, hugging after matches. Like, like what are we doing? We fight each other for a living, and people are hugging, asking for advice, getting autographs. If you saw who takes photos here with each other, like, it just, this isn't what I got into this for. And it kind of makes, I'm embarrassed sometimes to see how other people are, but I am who I am. And you can ask anyone here who I am from the moment I walk in to the moment I leave. I'm Grayson Waller because that's who I am. How do you top 2022? We're closing out the year here shortly. 2023, what's it got in store for Grayson Waller? We're starting off hot because New Year's Evil, January 10, I'm taking, I'm taking the championship from Bron. And no one thinks I can do it. And I love that. I love that because I can't wait to disappoint the world. I have to save this brand. We're going back on the road. We need superstars leading us. So now I have to save the brand from Bron Breaker, Bland Breaker. How many times have we seen Bron Breaker in the main event? What's he going to do? A spear. Oh, congratulations. You did your spear, Bron. What else are you going to do? Every Steiner move ever. Oh, Steiner recliner, Frankensteiner. It's like, dude, I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. I'm over it. So I'm, I'm going to save the brand. And that's January 10. Then I got pretty much 12 more months to show everyone who I am and make NXT even bigger than it already is. Because I think we have so much talent here. And I think you guys see it every time. You don't know who people are, then all of a sudden you do. Kiana James. No one knew who she was. You know, she was doing some stuff. Then she goes to Deadline. She's doing stuff off the top rope, moonsaults all over the place. We have incredible talent, but they need a real leader. They need someone to show them what we do and how we do it. And if I have the NXT championship, then I'm the leader. Then people are going to follow me. And then this brand is going to take off more than already has. We go to Charlotte. That place can be sold out. Stand deliver Staples Arena. We need Grayson Waller in the main event. It's as simple as that. If Grayson Waller isn't the main event at Staples Arena, that's a shame for NXT. Shawn Michaels is, is probably praying in his office right now that I win that match at New Year's Evil. 
Sean knows I need to win this. Because if I don't win this and we have Bron going forward, oh, man, I feel bad for NXT if I don't win, lad. Let me ask you this. Have you put any thought into, obviously, you've got the opportunity. You've earned it. You're going to challenge Braun for the NXT championship. But it sounds to me like Grayson Waller doesn't have any plans on slowing down or stopping at NXT or maybe whatever the next step is. Where do you see yourself, forget 2023, five years from now? Let's say everything goes swimmingly according to plan for Grayson Waller. What does the world look like? What does WWE look like in your eyes? I got in this business to main event WrestleMania. And I said that from the day I walked into my independent training school and people laughed and people have laughed and all of a sudden things start happening. And that, that is my goal. I'm going to main event WrestleMania. I want to be the face of this company. And, and I say that every day because I know it. Like I feel it inside. And every time I say it, I, I know it's going to happen. And I don't want it to just be a WWE thing. I want to take this brand and take it worldwide. And if that means moving, whatever else I do, like whatever I do, I'm, I'm going to succeed in. But I, at the heart, I, I'm doing it for this brand. I'm doing it for the WWE. And right now, I'm doing it for NXT. So I'm going to main event WrestleMania. I'm going to be on every show. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And I'm going to take that everywhere it needs to be because at the end of the day, I love wrestling too. And I want more people to know about it. And I think I have the opportunity to show that to eyes that aren't normally looking at us. Let's say you're main eventing WrestleMania. Who's the one person you would absolutely want standing across that ring from you? I actually have an answer for you, Kev. That's the first good question you've asked today. Good for you. Love it. Thanks, bud. I think there's one answer that I'm not going to say because I've been calling this guy out for like 12 months and he has never said anything back, so I'm just going to give it up. But, Corey, I'm going to put this towards you, yeah? I've always heard stories about Dusty Rhodes in NXT. Everyone has told the stories about how incredible he was. I never got to work with him here because I came in too late. But I was always like, man, I wish I got to work with Dusty. Everyone says incredible stories. So I feel the PC is Dusty's house. But then I came in, I knocked the door down, I moved in. This is my house now, and I live rent-free in this house. I run NXT, and I genuinely think that I want to see if Cody has anything to say about that. I want to see what he has to say about that. And I think he's the measuring stick right now when it comes to superstar. I've met Cody before. When he walks in a room, man, it's a different feeling. And it's like, wow, that's the guy. And if I'm going to main event WrestleMania, I want to stand across from the guy, and I want to stand across from Cody Rhodes, and I want to see what that feels like. I want to test myself. Because I always want to challenge the best, and I think Cody is the best. I love it, man. I Sign me up. Stamp, double stamp, triple stamp. You can triple stamp a double stamp. You can do all of the different Dumb and Dumber references. Yeah, so I, I completely agree with you about the importance of Dusty Rhodes, and obviously his legend lives on. I was lucky enough to spend a, several years under Dusty's learning tree, and he was the genuine article, and we know what Cody loves about this business and what this business means to him and his entire family. Grayson, you continue this path you're on, this trajectory that you've you, you've been living recently. It doesn't sound like too far out of the realm of possibility. No, I don't think so at all. I, everything I say happens. It's just as simple as that. People think I'm like saying these wild things, but when I said I was going to wrestle AJ Styles, I did. I fought AJ Styles. I was on Raw. When I said I was going to go to stand and deliver the biggest show in 2.0 history and steal the show, I did. I make sure that every time you see me, you remember me. And I think people are paying attention, not just here in NXT, but up there on the main roster. I think people know who I am and they can pretend they don't, but they know exactly who I am. And I think sooner than later, I'm going to be up there and, and then we're going to find out what I'm really about. It's so profound that you said what you just did about they act like they don't know who you are. They know who you are. I've seen it happen. I've been in this company 11 plus years and I have seen them come and I have seen them go. And every once in a while, somebody comes along that makes people nervous because there are only so many spots. There are only so many opportunities. And when somebody's making a lot of waves and making a lot of noise, as Grayson Waller currently is, 
Uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You've got our attention. You've got my attention and you've got the world's attention. Keep doing what you're doing. We're enjoying it. Coming from you, Corey, I appreciate that. Love you more, Grayson. Oh, okay. We're going to have a conversation after this. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know, brother. Before I let you go, I know you you got a, a big time vacation. You're returning to the homeland coming up on the horizon, but obviously work needs to come first. What's, uh, what's a message you would like to leave the After the Bell faithful with uh, as we head toward the holidays? doesn't have to be a holiday message, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not saying nothing nice about the holidays or anything like that, but I'm just letting everyone know, like, January 10, all my focus is on that match with Bron Breaker. Bron is strong, Bron is fast, Bron is big, but Bron is dumb, lad. I'm the most intelligent guy here. If anyone wants Deadline, I made that happen because I'm intelligent. And I'm going to take the NXT Championship from Bron Breaker. I'm going to work my ass off. That's all I'm thinking about. Christmas doesn't matter. New Year's doesn't exist. All my focus is on Bron Breaker. I'm taking that championship and, and I hope people cry. I hope people are sad. But then in six months, they're going to realize, oh, wow, this is actually what we needed. This is, this is what we needed. We needed Grayson Waller. And I'm going to say, I told you so. I'm not surprised. There we go. Mark it down. This will live on in the interweb with Grayson Waller making the declaration here on After the Bell. Good luck to you, dude. Honestly, I, I, we have a lot of people on here. And I don't get to, to catch up with you and get to really chop it up like we just did. I'm genuinely enjoying what you're doing. I know you don't care, nor should you, but keep doing it because I like it. Me too. That's what I'm going to do. It doesn't stop here. This is just the beginning. KP, I know I've been complaining about not having any energy, but I'm fired up after that interview. (laughs) Me too, man. I just don't want to be on a school playground with that guy. I mean, I absolutely would have despised him in school. You, You stand up against the bullies. He's the guy who's turning your bag inside out and you pick up your bag and your books go everywhere. I mean, that is Grayson Waller to a T. But good for him. He's got his goals, man. He knows what he wants. He wants Braun Breaker's title. And down the road, he had an answer. Cody Rhodes calling out Cody here on After the Bell. I love it. I love it. I think the potential is there. I think if Grayson continues to do what he's been doing for the past year plus in NXT, I would bet money that we will see him as a major player on either Raw or SmackDown by the end of 2023, if not early in 2023. I'm a fan. There aren't, as I just told Grayson himself, there aren't too many guys that I can just say, I don't know enough about or, or they become your your coworkers and your your colleagues, but he still has something about him that there's a mystique to it. And it seems to me, from where I sit, that as far as succeeding in this business and what it takes, Grayson Waller gets it. When you say somebody just gets it, that dude is the shining example to me. Much like I was talking about how Pretty Deadly and New Day impressed me because you don't have to know who they were to understand who they were. Within a few minutes, you figure out what they're all about. And Grayson Waller is very easy to understand. The dude is a superstar. He sees himself as a superstar, and he demands that you see him the same way. It's easy to understand, and it looks like money to me. Grayson Waller knows exactly who Grayson Waller is and should be, and he's 100% comfortable within his own skin, which is a rarity these days. I'm excited for the entire WWE universe to learn about the Grayson Waller effect Bright future for that dude. Unfortunately for us, our future is not quite as bright because we are running low on time, KP. Thank you for helping me uh, navigate this here ship because I didn't think I could have got, I I didn't think I was going to get through it. And yet you threw me across your back like I was Private Ryan and you carried (laughs) me out of, I, I don't even know, I'm out of clever puns for the day. It was fun, bud. It was a lot of fun. Get through your work week. Uh, we'll enjoy SmackDown tonight, and we'll see you in uh, Des Moines, right, on uh, on Monday. That's right. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. One of your, one of your favorites. Des Moines, of That's Des Moines right? City. It's, it's, it's French. <laughs> Des Moines. Yeah, that's right. Des Moines. 
Look, Des Moines, Des Moines, I don't know. I'm just going to read the stuff that's written down in front of me so I don't have to remember it every week. Make sure you're following us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find KP at Kev underscore Egan, E-G-A-N. Make sure you're listening for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so that you never miss an episode. Grayson Waller never misses an episode. Or wait, Mellow don't miss. I, I don't know. It's all getting very blurry right now, KP. Get some sleep, Gravy. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE after the bell. <laughs>